Hello everyone. Good morning once again. So I'm coming to you all the way from the throne room of God to bring to you this morning's kingdom message. I hope we are all doing well. I pray that the word of God will speed ahead. I pray that his word will be added wherever it goes. And I pray that you will accompany his word with his Holy Spirit with his power and with his conviction in jesus name to me my prayer with thanksgiving amen so um we just, we just talking about the fact that um the wife is supposed to be subject to her own husband and the emphasis is on the wife and not the woman per se because um we get to know in Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 that there's neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, and that we are all one in Christ Jesus, okay? But it is in the institution of marriage that the husband is Lord. And we cite an example of Aquila and Priscilla who work together as co-laborers in the Lord and who um, Paul referred to as his helpers in Christ Jesus, okay? And we went on to establish the fact that um, these, these, um, these people, or this couple, um, they helped um, Apollos, okay? They helped him to um, really understand the baptism of Jesus Christ so that he went about teaching and helping the disciples with his work okay now um it is a woman who taught the man okay it is um priscilla who taught apollos in submission to her husband she did it with his consent okay yet outside marriage apollos had to submit to her authority in order to learn from her about the higher baptism of jesus christ i hope you understand what i'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is that um, the woman, okay, in submission to her husband, so Priscilla in submission to Aquila, she taught um, Apollos with her husband's consent, okay, because the both of them did the teaching together, and she did it with her husband's consent. When we talk about the fact that she teaching Apollos, that is outside her marriage, she did that also um, in like she taught Apollos outside marriage and Apollos had to submit to her authority in order to learn okay from her about the higher baptism of Jesus Christ submission is within the institution of marriage okay so it's not like every woman must submit to every man no that is not that is not the order the order is in marriage the submission is within the institution of marriage so wherever it is preached or upheld that women cannot preach or they cannot teach or prophesy in a church the holy spirit is not there okay my question is why do you believe that a woman cannot preach or teach or prophesy in a church yet when you go to work on monday you submit to your boss who is a woman so she can't teach scriptures but then you allow her to tell you what to do at work i i i it's it's, it's a bit um some way but um well there's something I, I identified so it's like if we can't take out from the bible 
the Priscilla's who advanced God's word to others. We can take out from the Bible the Esther's who laid down their lives and stomachs for their people. If we can take out the Deborah's, that is the prophetesses, who judged a whole Israel, as a mother in Israel, then we can say God doesn't use women. If we can't take out from the Bible these accounts of such great women whom God used to deliver his people on several occasions, we can say a woman must not lead or head a man. If you can't take these portions out of your Bible, you cannot say you will never listen to a woman's teachings or you will never learn under the feet of a woman. If you say that, you'll be very, very wrong. Okay, because... In Joel's prophecy concerning Jesus Christ's church, the Holy Spirit himself spoke through him. And the Holy Spirit said, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit. Some version says, I'll pour out of my spirit okay, upon all flesh. And he says, And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon their handmaids. In those days will I pour out my spirit. Okay. And then he continues. He says, I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. He says, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever... See, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Now, look at this. When this time of blood and fire and smoke and the sun turning into darkness comes, the Bible says that whoever, whosoever will call upon God will hear from him. When these days of peril come, whoever shall call upon him shall see him. When the dark days set in, whoever will call upon him shall be delivered or comforted. Whosoever will call upon God will know God's mind and thoughts on prevailing issues as his spirit gives the measure. Whosoever is whosoever. Now whosoever calls upon him will know his mind per time concerning happenings on the earth. Now in Acts chapter 10 verse 4, Peter said something. He was like, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. Okay, or you can say partiality. Because in every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. That's what Peter said in Acts chapter 10 verse 4. He says, I see very clearly now that God shows no favoritism or partiality. And that in every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. Now, he said this because earlier in this very chapter, he went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was very hungry. But while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up Peter, kill and eat them. But he replied that no, he wouldn't. Why? Because I have never eaten anything impure or unclean but the voice spoke again and the voice said do not call something unclean if God has made it clean so the same vision repeated three times 
Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. The Bible says Peter was very, very perplexed. And he wondered what um what the vision, you know, like meant. Okay. So just then, some men sent by Cornelius. Cornelius was a Roman army officer. Cornelius was a Roman. He wasn't an Israelite. He was a Roman. He wasn't a Jew. He was of the heathen. Cornelius was an uncircumcised Gentile. Okay, so he was a Roman army officer. And then he found Simon's house. Cornelius was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, according to the Bible, God-fearing man. And was and, and as was everyone in his household. The Bible says he gave generously to the poor and he prayed regularly to God. Now, standing outside the gate, his men asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up. Go downstairs and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So, um, when he visited the house of this uncircumcised man and started sharing with them the word about Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gifts of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard these Gentiles speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to these Gentiles being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we, the circumcised people, did? So Peter gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The very name Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. I'm very, very sorry that I have to end here. Um, in our next session, I will continue. Um, I pray that God keep you, God guide you, God cause his face to shine upon you. And I pray a very blessed day. And I pray you stay blessed because you are blessed. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.